How do you love and continue to love somebody with BPD? We'll explore some options in this podcast of my Inner Torch. So how can you tell a person suffering from BPD and PTSD that you love them in a way that they will actually understand it? We've talked about people with borderline personality disorder who cannot accept love or don't want to accept love. Are they capable of love? So David McPhee, a former psychologist, has given us a checklist of sorts of how you can tell a person suffering from BPD and PTSD that you love them in a way that they will actually understand. So David McPhee, thank you very much for this checklist. See if you agree with this, myinnertorch at gmail.com. That is the email address to uh, reach out to me. Let me know of your experiences with the borderline and perhaps give me some feedback as to how you are affected by this podcast of My Inner Torch and the previous podcasts. Uh, we're getting up to 40 podcasts here of My Inner Torch, uh, basically released every single Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you again for your listenership and thank you for your support. To love a person with BPD requires, and I'm sure you will agree with this, endless patience so that you can be an island of sweet tranquility in a sea of confusion and deep turmoil that the borderline is incurring or encountering or suffering through. And we've talked about this in former podcasts about how difficult it is to be around somebody with borderline personality and how we want to show them, the nons out there, how we want to show them that the world is a better place. It is different than how they perceive it. And this can be very much a challenge because borderlines see things as black and white. There is no gray. They either split, they discard, they detach, or they idolize. There's very two big extremes there for borderlines to incur. Also, you need a sense of self that is strong enough not to take your BPD loved one too seriously. Now, that's an interesting point because when you're dealing with somebody who is borderline, you know that you're going to deal with either extreme, well, you're going to deal with extremes. Uh, On one end of the spectrum, extreme affection, love bombing uh, that will make you feel like you are on cloud nine, the idealization that you are just the best person in the world that they've ever encountered. You are their soulmate. And then perhaps even just minutes later, you are the devil incarnate. Okay. You are just a horrible person. You're the worst person that they could ever be around. How could they even stand to be with you? You are lower than a friend. You are somebody who they don't like and they don't want to be around. So A sense of self, a strong sense of self is definitely something that we have to have. And inherently, we don't have a strong sense of self. And this is why we find ourselves in a relationship with a borderline. Most of us don't have a strong sense of self. We are hoping to find that in our relationship. And that is extremely difficult to develop and find when you're dealing with somebody who is borderline. Number three, and this is an interesting one that David McPhee says, is not taking anything personally because it's not. Now, that's hard to do because when a borderline is raging at you, uh, it's hard not to take it seriously. It's hard not to take it to heart. It's hard to, for lack of a better term, disassociate yourself, 
Take yourself out of the moment, split yourself, split yourself, literally splitting yourself and the person who's taking the rage and the person who understands the rage and who doesn't necessarily agree with it. Uh, But it's very difficult not to become defensive. All right. That's very, very challenging. So the third point that David McPhee is making, not taking anything personally, because it may not be meant that way, certainly in the moment. I believe the borderline means everything that they say. And this goes back to uh, a podcast that I did not too long ago where, you know, I posed the question, do they remember? Because the fascinating thing for me personally is that a borderline, my UPBD wife, can say to me in one moment, you know, hurl out a hellacious insult, very offensive, And then within minutes, carry on like it was never even said. So it's like they're stabbing you in the back and the the knife is in your back. And then they're standing in front of you acting like nothing ever happened. So how is that possible? So it's very difficult. These are, these are difficult points for normal human beings who have feelings. Uh, You essentially have to become sort of an automaton when you're dealing with a borderline. And you do have to ask yourself, is it worth it? And we will talk about that in future podcasts. Number four is flexibility, enough to handle the unexpected, both good and bad, and when possible, to enjoy the excitement. Well, again, yes, uh, you do have to be flexible. I think you know that. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Um, Because, yeah, at any given moment, you can be um, on cloud nine in Nirvana, and then within hours, Uh, The borderline can split on you and then your life becomes a living hell. So I guess you have to be flexible in in that thought process that you're going to take the good with the bad. Number five is learning and practicing great techniques from experts like the person who wrote Stop Walking on Eggshells, Taking Your Life Back When Someone You Care About Has Borderline Personality Disorder. This is a very good book. I've mentioned this many times in my previous podcasts about walking on eggshells and stop walking on eggshells available on Amazon. And again, uh, I have no affiliate links with that. Uh, I would definitely say that you should look into reading and learning. There are many books out there uh, published by people who are very uh, learned when it comes to borderline personality disorder, and it will open your eyes. uh, So I would suggest that you get your hands on any material you can, so you can strongly formulate your own opinion and you can practice point number one that David McPhee says, and that is of endless patience because you will need that as you continue your relationship with your borderline. Um, And you have to ask yourself at the end of the day, you know, how long do I have an infinite amount of patience? Is there a limit to how much I'm going to take? Or am I going to one day look at other alternatives? Again, this is something that we will cover in future podcasts published every Friday at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Number six is friends and or professionals you can talk about it with, your experiences. Again, this is going to be difficult because in a relationship with a borderline, they consider anybody that they don't have control over or at least that they don't know, or that even they may even know these people, they become very insecure, 
very suspicious of them. Trying to exist outside of your relationship with your borderline is a challenge because a lot of times it's okay for them to go out and do stuff and be with other people, but it's not okay for you because that's when the insecurity and the fear of abandonment. And I believe also the the feeling that maybe you may realize that your relationship is not what it seems. So the borderline is not necessarily going to ask you uh, or it's going to challenge you when you want to spend time with friends or and or family. And uh, they may devalue them. They may encourage you to, to go no contact with them because they don't want you to, I guess, have some sense or connection of normalcy because that is a threat to them. And number seven, finally, is taking breaks from your loved one with BPD. Now, obviously, that's going to be tricky to do without triggering abandonment fears, but doable, especially if you follow the advice in number five, that's learning and practicing great techniques. Just be sure that you say when you will be back, whether it's an hour or a day, and be back on time. You may find that borderlines hold you to a different standard than they hold to themselves about being on time. If you say you're going to be back at two o'clock, you better be back by two o'clock or before two o'clock, because if you're not, then you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. Then the insecurity kicks in. That's, that's when the triggers start to happen. And that's when the rage begins. So even if you do everything on the list, sometimes your significant other will sometimes be convinced that you are the devil incarnate and ready to leave at any moment or worse. And never mind that there will be other times that he or she will realize and appreciate your great love. Now, David McPhee ends by saying, please remember that folks with BPD do get better, that therapy works, and that it all takes time, but can be really worth it if you're up to the task. Well, that's where I take David or Dr. McPhee to task on that, because I don't know if people with BPD get better. Uh, I would like to be able to tell you that they do, but in my experience, and it's been 20 years, I honestly don't see a heck of a lot of improvement in my UBPD wife. So I don't wish to take that away from Dr. McPhee, but I don't think that they get better. And I don't know if therapy is terribly effective because it has to be by a therapist who is trained in dialectical behavioral therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, two different types of therapy that a lot of therapists have no experience with. Um, and the time asp- aspect of it, uh, how much time for me, it's been 20 years, 20 plus years, and I'm still waiting for improvement. Um, as I said, I've come out of the fog. I'm very cognizant of what I'm dealing with. And I do exercise what I would consider to be emotional allowances, which could be translated into his first point, which would be endless patience. And I have developed a sense of self and been able to make myself and remind myself that I do have value, that I do matter. Um, But that has been against extremely difficult circumstances. So what about you? MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Your feedback is always appreciated. Your continued listenership is also greatly appreciated. Remember, new podcasts uploaded every Friday at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. And I appreciate it. So be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been My Inner Torch. 